0: Hi, I'm Susan. Thank you for joining me again as I think out loud about all things languages. The idea is not for me to tell you what to do, of course, you already know that, but for you to listen to somebody chatting about languages to kind of have a bounce board for your own ideas about what you think languages is and could be. The ideas that I'm sharing are my current thoughts. I'm always evolving, and they do not necessarily represent my organisation, which is Dossel Diocese of Sale, Catholic Education Limited. This podcast is about scenario practice itself. I'm aware that I keep talking about scenario practice because it's very much on my mind. Um, It doesn't mean it's the only way of learning, and it certainly is not the only thing that you would do if you were teaching language as well. However, I do feel like it might be the missing link between all of the other things that we do as language teachers and that ideal of spontaneous use. So for those people who don't know what I mean by scenario practice, this is your podcast. If you're really clear about what I do mean about scenario practice you might feel like just listening in for a little refresher or you can skip this one because it will go over things that you probably are already aware of. So as a step-by-step situation you would do scenario practice after you've done a bit of teaching and what I mean by a bit can be as little as a day, or it might be a couple of terms before you start scenario practice. But it can start reasonably early. Even if you just know five words, yes, no, me, like. You could point to things and communicate about things that you do or don't like. Not perfectly, but enough that you would be able to get that message across. So I would recommend scenario practice from quite early in learning. It helps you as a teacher to see what students have actually got. What do they know in their own head, not what you're teaching for the day or what sheet you give them or what page in a textbook you might give them. What do they already know? Because it's all based on the student's digging through their own knowledge to put together words, single words if necessary, two-word phrases or sentences or even a conversation related to anything. And that's the key, the anything. The idea is to help students to find ways of being able to communicate in any situation or any scenario. And this is kind of the workshopping side of that. So students are able to have time to build those skills. So that's what it is. First thing that we're doing is creating a safe mistake-making bubble. I often physically draw around the students. Well, not actually, you know, drawing on the floor or something, but I'll take my finger and make this lovely cloud around the students and say, this is your safe mistake-making bubble. We're going to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. I want you to be creative and try and put words together that you think would work. And then we're going to have a look at some of them and see if we can make it more correct later. So first job is create a safe mistake-making bubble. The second job is to generate a scenario. You could offer something that's related to the things that they've been working on already, or you could encourage your students to do it. A scenario can be anything. It can be a few words describing a situation. It can be a picture. It can be a video. It might be a book that you've just read, Um, really anything at all. You can generate it, they can generate it. The more anything at all it is, the more flexible students are going to become in how they respond to different things. Right now I'm sitting and I'm looking at a UE boom, a little speaker, and my scenario might just be holding up the UE boom in front of the students and they might respond to it. I usually offer three dot points. So first job is mistake-making bubble. Second job, generator scenario. Third job is to put three dots on the board. As a whole grade, the students can choose three words that they might not know in the language that they might want to use in that scenario. So if the UEBOOM was what I was holding, UEBOOM might be one of the words that they choose. Listen might be one of the words they choose and music might be one of the words they choose. Just for example. First job, mistake-making bubble. Second job, generate scenario. Third job, three possible new words that they don't already know per grade, not per person. And then give those students those words in the language that you're working on. Fourth job. Pair students up, give them whiteboards, markers, and ask them to write between 3 and 20 responses to that scenario. If you're working with a scripted language, I just ask them to write it in whatever English spellings might make sense to them. So they're writing in English letters. If you're not working in a scripted language, of course, they can have a go at doing it in whichever language you've got. Let them know that the spelling is not important. So if they write mi and they write it with a K instead of a CH, just let it go for the moment. What I want to know is could they say it if they wanted to say it. So let the spelling just slide away for the moment. Create a safe mistake-making bubble. Generate a scenario. Offer three dot points. Pair students with whiteboards and ask them to write between three and 20 responses. Why three and or 20? Three means that every student goes beyond just their first idea. And 20 means those students who are able to generate a lot more information and be a lot more creative have the time and the scope to do that. So all students will be writing for somewhere between five and ten minutes. Once they've got their sentences on the whiteboards, it's, there's a kind of two ways here. One is that they turn the boards over. Actually, they read the boards to each other so that they're reading it from the boards. Then they turn the boards upside down and start to read it without looking at the boards. Or... Before they do those steps, you might choose to fix something in the grammar patterns or something that is glaringly needing fixing. Um, Preferably something quite simple. You don't want to turn this into a major grammar activity. But if there's something quite simple that you can just fix up, then you can do that either as the students are writing or afterwards, especially if it's a common mistake across most of the students. So either a little bit of grammar tweaking, then students read what they've got on their whiteboard to each other, turn the whiteboards down and say it again. Turning it down is really important because it gives students a chance to start to transfer that into oral use instead of reading use they're welcome to turn the board back up again. It's not a test, but if they can turn it down and start to say some of those sentences without reading it, then they're going to get it more strongly into their mind as an oral language. And in the end, if you want to do a little bit more overall grammar correcting, then that would work as well. So summarizing again. Create a safe mistake-making bubble. Generate a scenario. Provide three dot points of three possible new words for the whole grade, not per person. Give students whiteboards, pair them up, and ask them to write between three and 20 responses to the scenario. Tweak things as you go circulate the room help them out as you can then whether you do a tiny bit of grammar tweaking language tweaking before this step or after is up to you but students must read what they've written to each other with the whiteboards facing up so they're reading it then turn the whiteboards down so they're beginning to say that as an oral practice This way, students become able to use the language in lots and lots of different situations, but they're building that problem-solving skills that help them to use any language that they might come across in their lifetime and have a go with that to make some meaning out of it without feeling like they can't say anything until it's correct before they start, which is very disabling tell me what you think of that. The next couple of podcasts are about the blockers that I'm finding some teachers might feel when they're doing scenario practice and potential ways of moving through them. Which is a nice, friendly way in Japanese to say, see ya.